Welcome to Mums on the NDIS, a podcast for mums who have a disability, have NDIS plans, have families to take care of, and have a household to run. Hi, I'm Vicky, life coach, NDIS empowerment coach, mother, and NDIS participant. I believe that our NDIS plans can help us feel empowered, independent, and allow us to create a fulfilling and purposeful life. But the NDIS isn't always easy to navigate, supports aren't always easy to implement, and our feelings around our plans aren't always positive. In this podcast, we explore the good and the not so good. We talk about mindset and empowerment, and we share personal stories from myself and other mothers with NDIS plans, and also practical tools and information that you can implement in your own life. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So here we are with the second episode of Mums on the NDIS and today I'm going to talk about the ways that we can manage our NDIS funding and by manage our funding I am referring to the way in which our plan is set up to pay providers from our plan's funding. So let's go back to the point of when we have had a plan approved. So we applied for the NDIS and we have been accepted. And then when we have our first and first NDIS plan meeting with a local area coordinator, amongst many questions, um, we will be asked how we would like to manage the funding in our plan. So, um, so how do we want the funding and the payments of our funding to providers to be paid? There are three options of managing our plan, plus there are other there are many other instances where it will be a mixture of these options. So the first of the three options for managing your NDIS funding is uh, what is called agency managed. I'm taking this next little bit of information directly from the NDIS website, and I will put a link in the show notes. So. Agency managed funding means that your funding is managed by the NDIA, often referred to as the agency. With this way of managing your plan, you are able to choose from a range of NDIS registered providers, but you cannot use use unregistered providers. Your providers claim the payments electronically from your funding. You can look on the MyPlace portal to see what claims providers are making against your NDIS funding and keep track of your budget. And the NDIA will manage your bookkeeping and records of your spending. Now, the advantage to having your plan managed this way is that it's the most regulated way to manage your funding and all of the processes are taken care of for you. Um, You will need to choose who provides the services for you and they must be NDIS registered. Often a portion of your plan will be agency managed, even if the rest of your plan is managed. Um, is plan managed or self-managed, for example, home modifications or assistive technology, um, which is what they call capital supports, are generally agency managed, uh, not always, um, but even if your core funding may be uh, managed in a different way. 
The second way that your funding can be managed is plan managed, which I believe is, I think it is the most common way to manage NDIS plans according to some um, information that I had been reading. Plan management is when a provider supports you to manage funding in your NDIS plan. And these providers are known as plan managers. So a plan manager can help you increase your financial and plan management skills, um, learn how to self-manage your plan, pay providers, increase your choice of providers, and get NDIS plan budget reports and a greater budget oversight. With plan management, you have more choice of providers than you do with the NDIA managed as you are able to use unregistered and non-registered so non-registered providers, and you can use registered providers if you choose to as well. However, you can only claim up to the price amounts that are listed in the NDIS price guide, which I have put a link to in the show notes as well. So um, you are capped at the amount set out in that document, which is also available on the NDIS website. So you could search for that and find that for your reference as well, but I will put a link below. When I first went on the NDIS, I chose plan management because the whole NDIS system was new to me and I wasn't sure what to expect. For me personally, I didn't I didn't really enjoy being plan managed and I found that I wanted all my providers to copy me in all the invoices um, that they sent to the plan manager and I like to keep track of it all myself anyway. And I found that um, I also felt that I had to explain myself or justify myself um, for everything I spent my funding on. And that's just my personal feelings, but there are many, many, many benefits to being plan managed and many reasons why this is a good option for people as well. So some reasons why plan managed um, may be a good fit for you is that you may have a lot of providers and a lot of invoices to process um, and you just don't want to do it um, or you don't feel confident in managing the bookkeeping side of things um, or you don't have the time to manage your plan. There are many reasons that you may choose to be plan managed. So it's entirely up to you um, if this is an option you would like to choose when you um, manage your NDIS plan and it can work really, really well for many people. Um, and the final way to manage your funding is self-managed, which is how I manage my plan. I'm going to read this next little bit out from the NDIS website about self-management. Okay, so self-management is when you manage your NDIS funding. It gives you the flexibility and choice to decide what supports you buy to pursue your plan goals. Self-managing your NDIS funding gives you control, independence, and flexibility in arranging and paying for your supports. If you self-manage your NDIS funding, you will have the choice in deciding what supports you purchase in line with what is included in your plan, who provides these supports, and how they are delivered flexibility to use any provider that will best help you pursue your plan goals, capacity to employ or contract staff directly or have someone employ staff on your behalf, which you cannot employ staff um, with your plan or NDIA managed, only self-managed, the ability to negotiate the costs of your support so you can get the best value for money and to use savings to buy more or better quality supports. So you don't have to follow the prices set out in the price guide. You could pay more if you choose to. And um, the last point that they have is control over and responsibility for your NDIS funding so you can manage your own budget for the duration of the plan. 
You can also spend a portion of your core funding on supports that help you manage your plan. So for example, bookkeeping, software, um, bookkeepers, or even supports that teach you about organization systems and support coordination could all be um, funded through your core funding if you're self-managed. This is the category that my plan empowerment coaching program falls under as well as my pre-planned consultations and other bundles that I'm putting together as part of my offerings. Um, And a really great resource to self-managing your plan is the self-management guide on the NDIS website, which has some useful information and um, a checklist on what you can claim your funding on. And I'll pop a link to that as well, because that's a really good reference. Okay, so... Earlier in the episode, I mentioned that some plans can be a mix of agency plan, um, agency managed, plan managed, or um, a mix. (laughs) I'll start again. Um, They can be a mix of agency and plan managed or a mix of agency and self-managed. So I think this would be a good time to briefly talk about the different funding areas in an NDIS plan. Um, so our plans are divided into different buckets of funding, which can be used for different purposes. The most flexible bucket of funding is called the core funding. And this funding is used for daily support, such as support workers to help you with um, activities of daily life, helping maintain your home environment, um, social and community access, These are just a few examples and what you might use this funding for. Then we have um, capacity building supports. These are supports that help you build skills or develop function or for me, maintaining function or develop relationship skills, skills defined and keep a job, counselling, plan management and support coordination also fall into these categories. And then there is capital supports. So examples of these are home modifications, vehicle modifications, assistive technology, things like that. So that's just a really brief look at the support categories and sometime, um, so, and sometimes what you might find is that you can be self-managed for core funding and capacity building and agent and agency managed for capital, or you may be plan managed for core and capacity building and agency managed for capital. Um, Or you may be self-managed for all three categories, which I was on my most recent plan. If you are plan managed, the funding allocated to pay for the actual plan manager will be agency managed. So there's a lot of little variations in there um, and a few combinations of how plan can or maybe set up um, funding wise. And it could change from plan to plan um, as mine has changed over the last couple of plans as well. Okay, so that was quite a bit of information there. So I'll just recap quickly. So recapping, there are three ways to manage your NDIS funding. Agency managed, where the NDIA or agency manage the plan. Plan managed, where you choose a plan manager to take care of the bookkeeping side of things. And then there is self-managed where you are completely responsible for managing your plan. And then there is the possibility of a mix of all of those. You can choose to change how your plan is managed either at your plan review meeting or you can request to change how your plan is managed during your plan. And I believe these types of changes are referred to as light touch changes. And um, then to also recap quickly on the 
budget buckets. So most NDIS plans have funding categories in the following buckets, so core funding, capacity building funding, and capital funding. If, if you're looking for some assistance in understanding more about your plan or wish to manage your plan in an empowered and confident way, I have created a downloadable 20-page self-paced checklist and journaling workbook and I created the guide to, um, to guide you through a process of creating a vision and clarity around how you want your life and supports to look also considering options and implementation of supports and reflection and tweaking of supports and schedules. And it has some mindset tools and practices to support self-compassion and self-worth and clarity and confidence. So that's um, available on my website for $28 and can just be purchased through the website. And then you receive a download um, for you to keep. So that brings us to the end of this episode and I will pop all the links to the relevant resources that I've mentioned in today's episode into the show notes. I hope that this episode was useful for you and that you have an understanding, although brief, of the ways in which your funding can be managed. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find out more about this episode in the show notes or on the website mamability.com.au. We have a Facebook group for mothers with disability, which you can join via the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot the episode and share on Instagram and tag me in it. My handle is mamability.coach. I would love to hear feedback and any ideas for future episodes and you can do that via the website or via social media. Thank you again for listening today and I will see you next time.